Rookie Designer, Episode 10. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. As promised, the next two episodes are going to deal with making your own podcast. They are kind of going to be the supplemental podcast to the demo that now appears on RookieDesigner.com. So today we'll be covering the first four steps of the process, and that will be followed Thursday by the final four steps, and when all is said and done, you should have the tips and tricks you need to make your own podcast. So just a bit of news and notes before we get into the bulk of the show. There's some really big things going on in graphic design software these days. If you haven't heard, just lately Adobe finally finished their acquisition of Macromedia. And actually, if you go to the Macromedia website now, you'll see that Adobe has rebranded everything with their name. Eventually, the Macromedia name is actually going to go away completely. This is just a really exciting time. Adobe is has obviously become a major player in graphic design software by acquiring Macromedia. And I think we might see a couple of the products maybe from each side go away. A lot of people are saying things like Go Live will probably go away because Dreamweaver is such a great solution. So look for, look for news and notes on that in the future. Another recent acquisition was by Quark, and they bought a company called Aloli Apprentice. Now this company actually was a maker of extensions for them, and if you don't know what extensions are, they're basically just like plugins for Quark that have different functionality that doesn't come with the, with the regular application. And this is kind of significant in that we've talked about the battle that kind of goes on between Adobe and Quark with uh, Quark and InDesign. And they're both kind of trying to position themselves as the top dog with the, the most tricks, you might say. So I think this is pretty significant because it shows that Quark now... Is, is trying to add everything into their program as it comes in the box, rather than making people go out and buy other extensions. And it's just a way of competing with InDesign because InDesign already has a lot of the things built into their application already. A couple of notes on Quark. We had talked about the online magazine that they have, X-Ray Magazine. I do have a link for that if you want. I think they're offering a free four for issue subscription, and you can fill out a form on the web to sign up for that. I will include that link as well as another one, which is to subscribe to Quark's Electronic Communications. When you sign up for this, this is going to include things like Quark Particles, which is their email newsletter, as well as webinars and other announcements. Now, if you bought Quark, you're probably not going to need this because you're probably already getting these things unless you denied it when you registered your product. But if you do want to sign up for these things, I will have both of those links in the show notes. Just go to rookiedesigner.com. So today we're talking about making your podcast. And once again, I just want to repeat that this is a supplement to a demo that's already on rookiedesigner.com. If you go to the homepage there, you'll find that there's textual links across the top now instead of on the right-hand side. And in those links, you will find one that says podcasting 101. Click on that, scroll down a bit, and you'll see the flash demo. It has all the little steps they give 
just a brief overview of what it might take, tips and tricks for you to make your own podcast. And if you look at that, you'll see that the first one there is content. Content is obviously the, the most important thing for your podcast. It kind of relates to in the movies. I'm sure everyone's seen a movie that was just all glitz and glitter and all kinds of special effects, but didn't really have a story. And you kind of left it feeling cheated. Like the, the special effects were probably really good and they probably cost a lot of money. But you, you just left with that feeling that you, you wasted part of your life right there. So that just goes to show you the story is very important in a movie, just like the content or the story is very important in a podcast. You want people to have a reason to listen to you. So it all starts with the, the good idea. And a good way to do this is to think of what kind of audience you want to cater to. When you're designing a piece, you do the same thing. You have a certain target audience and you're trying to evoke certain feelings from those people by doing certain things. So you got to think of what's going to work with these people. You might decide to have somewhat of a, a theme to your show. Uh, an example, of course, is this show. I have the, the whole baseball theme going on. It's definitely not something that you have to have, but you might actually catch somebody's eye or their ear rather by doing this. This is also a time to think of maybe having some sound effects or music. These are both things that really enhance the experience for the listener and very good things to do. This is also the time we're going to think about what kind of preparation we're going to do. Some people like to jot down some just some chicken scratch notes to go off of. I actually use an outline myself. I just write down my, my broad topics, maybe throw a couple bullet points underneath them, and that, I'm good to go with that. So, Other shows actually will use a full script. There are shows out there that are more in the form of like an audio book where they're telling a story. People have different parts, so they'll actually use a script for that. So that might be right for your show. But you kind of just got to go on what, what you think is going to work for you. Uh, also, something to, to consider here is how much prep time there is going to be for each of your episodes. You have to allot for that time. You, have to, you definitely have to be dedicated to this and be able to spend the time to do it. In addition to those, I think the biggest concern here for this step and for actually all of the steps is that you have to be passionate about what you're talking about. People are going to be able to tell if, if you don't give two craps about what you're talking about. So make it something that you really enjoy. If you've been listening since the early episodes, you might remember that I was actually going to try and keep these shows to about 10 minutes. Well, I quickly found out that I got so passionate about what I was talking about that it was really not within the realm of reality for me to keep them at 10 minutes. I ended up going about 20 minutes for each of them. So it's and it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes you can ramble on and, and people just maybe not be interested for that long. But as long as you have good content, you're talking about good things, it's, it's okay to go over certain time limits. There's, there's ones that I listen to that are more like 45 or an hour. But you really have to fill it with content. You can't just be babbling about anything because people are going to become uninterested very quickly. The second step, actually recording your podcast. And the main thing here is the equipment. There's certain things that you need here to get the content from you onto the digital file and then out to everyone so that they can listen to it. These include a computer. Obviously, you need a computer. Everything we're doing here is, is going to deal with the computer. 
for the recording process, you also can use an iPod, as we'll see a little bit later. A microphone comes in handy for recording things. Headphones, yes, you will need them. You need to hear what you're doing, especially in the editing part. And software. You need the software to be able to record what you're saying. You need software to edit and also to encode or compress the file. So I'm going to break this into two pieces. First, the low-budget podcast. First and foremost, you are going to need a computer. There's just no way around this one. For a microphone, there's a lot of different options. Uh, I'm sure we've all seen the, the cheap little computer mics. They look more like a toothpick with a piece of cotton on the end of it. Those things you can probably pick up for about $20 to $30. Look on eBay, you might even be able to find them cheaper than that if they're old. Another option may be to record with an iTalk adapter for your iPod. Now this is just a little component that plugs straight into the top of your iPod and becomes an instant microphone, alleviating the need for a computer and external microphone. Now this is being recorded on an iTalk right now, so you may notice that there is a little bit of hissing noise in the background which you might not get with the computer and microphone. But it seems to be a pretty good option anyways, and only costs about $35, that is, if you already have the iPod. Plus, if you're a good editor, you can edit it in post and get rid of the noise altogether. Just another option for recording your podcast. If you want to take it up a notch, there are some pretty reasonably priced microphones out there. Actually, by the way, I just found one the other day. Actually, I think it was emailed to me. I get constant emails from B&H Photo, which is a store I definitely recommend if you're going to buy anything online that's electronic. But they had a condenser mic that was about $70, and these microphones actually work rather well. So that was a pretty good price for that. Usually you can probably pay in the hundreds for those things. As well as that, you can use any old microphone if you have an old old microphone from if you were in a band or a DJ or anything like that, those will work too. And another link I put up on the website was for an adapter. Basically this adapter just gives you a way to use a regular mic that has a quarter inch cord and it converts it into the mini jack, which you can plug right into the side of your computer and that'll work just fine. For the headphones, really anything goes here. If you have an iPod, again, the, the headphones that came with that will work just fine. It's good to have earphones that cover your whole ear, but it's absolutely not necessary. If you have old headphones from a Walkman or anything like that, those will definitely work. And software. There is free software out there. It is called Audacity, and it works for both PC and Mac. So the link is, again, up on the website. and. Definitely, that's, that's a great deal. It's free. You can use it however much you want. There's no limits on it. It's not a trial version. It's just free. So if you have the money to spend on some stuff and you want to kick up the quality a little bit, well, you're going to need the computer again. And I'm going to assume that most of us have at least a pretty decent computer, being that we're in graphics. You usually have to have a pretty decent computer to run the applications that we use. For a microphone, Again, a condenser mic is probably one of the best choices. I do believe that's the kind of the style of microphone that they use for radio broadcasts and whatnot. But again, I said you can you can bump it up, you can get up into the hundreds for those. Obviously, when you're paying that much more, it's going to be that much better of a microphone. 
The microphone I actually use is called a shotgun microphone, and it's usually used for on location for shooting video, for getting the sound for video. So it actually picks things up rather well, a little too well sometimes, but it's, it's a good alternative. Um, for headphones, again, it's just getting better quality to help you out. Like I said before, it's good to have headphones that actually cover your whole ear. It helps block out the other noises that might be around the room so that you can hear everything that's going on with your recording. I actually use the Bose headphones, not the great $300 ones, but the step down from that, I believe they're about $150. But again, if you can spend $300 on headphones, I would recommend that. If you haven't put those Bose headphones on, I, I recommend that you go do that. It's pretty amazing. You cannot hear anything except for what's coming out of the headphones. Those are called the noise-canceling headphones, and yes, they are $300. Crazy. For software, again, Audacity will work just fine. Uh, another option that I forgot to mention, if you do have a Mac, then you most likely have GarageBand already on there, so that's another free option for you, but a very good one. A lot of podcasters actually use GarageBand. In addition to that, I've mentioned before that I use Soundtrack Pro, this is something that you are going to have to buy, but I think it works rather well. And if you want to go beyond that even, you can use Logic Pro or even Logic Express. And these are definitely meant for recording, so they're going to give you all the tools that you need. If you're on the PC, I don't know many of the options for software. I do know one from Adobe is Audition, and that's supposed to be their answer to the soundtrack. Um, other than that, you can always do a little Google search for sound recording programs for PC, and there's all kinds of stuff out there. There's all kinds of little $30, $40 programs that'll probably get the job done just fine. Once you record your podcast, you're going to have to go back and edit it, most likely. Some people are perfectionists. Some people can just talk it all out and not make any mistakes. I will not include myself in that. I definitely go back and I edit out pieces. Sometimes there's, there's little mistakes. Sometimes you want to edit out a couple extra ums or ands or just long pauses where you're not quite sure what you're supposed to say next. This is also somewhere where you might add bumpers or sound effects. And bumpers are the little transition pieces, kind of like the, there's a couple on this podcast where it goes to the rookie mistake and also for the bullpen. And also at the beginning and the end. Just little pieces to transition to let people know that you're moving to a different segment of the show. Again, sound effects. There's sound effects in those as well, but it just enhances the podcast. And of course, music can add a little bit more to that podcast and make it a little more appealing. Something you might also consider is making a jingle or an intro for your show, something that really captures the essence of what you're talking about. And the point here is to really just have your listeners take something home with them, something that's going to remind them of your show. Like in the case of my show, my hope is that every time you hear the Take Me Out to the Ball Game song, maybe a little part of your brain will think about this show. Just something like that. Again, for the editing process, we're going to have to think about software, but a lot of the choices are going to be the same. And usually, whatever you record in, you're probably going to be able to edit in also. So again, the choice is Audacity is a great choice. It's free. It's cross-platform. 
GarageBand, if you have a Mac, most likely you will have this already. And again, I think Soundtrack Pro is a great option, and here's another reason why. When you use sound effects in your, in your program, these sound effects have to come from somewhere. And Soundtrack Pro now ships with hundreds and hundreds of sound effects that are royalty-free that you can use in your recordings. If you don't have Soundtrack, well, you can find sound effects on the internet as well. A couple different sites are FlashKit, A1 Free Sound Effects, and Free Sounds. These links will be in the show notes if you want to go there and check them out. Now, once you've completed your editing process, you're going to export this file and probably end up with either an AIF file or a WAV file. Now, these both sound very good, have very good quality, but they're a little too big to be putting on the internet and having people download. So the next step we're going to have is encoding. And this is where you put it into a format that still sounds pretty good, but takes a lot less time to download and is easy to distribute. The format of choice right now is MP3. And it's, pretty, it's a pretty painless process. It's pretty easy to do. For this, we're also going to need some software, but it's probably things that you're going to have already or can get very easily. If you did do your recording and editing in Audacity, you can also export as an MP3, so that's an option. Another direction to go would be to use the music player that's already on your computer. If you're using PC, you might have Wenamp. That's an excellent choice. And about 95% of the people that subscribe to this podcast do so through iTunes. So that is absolutely a great choice. And since such a, a high percentage of the people obviously have that, on the demo on the website, I actually go through how to encode into an MP3 using iTunes. Now with that, there's something we got to think about here, and that's the quality. How good does it need to sound versus how small does the file size need to be? And this is something that you really just need to do some testing and figure out what works for you, what sounds good to you, and what do you think is acceptable for the person to have to download. I gave a few general values as to what you might want to use. Uh, that's 56 kilobits per second if you're just doing a talk show with no kind of music behind it. 64 kilobits stereo if you're talking and have music underneath. It's just going to make it sound better. Uh, what I actually use for this show is 128 kilobits per second. And that seems to be work just fine. And the file sizes are almost 20 megabytes, but I don't think that's too much. It doesn't take too long to download it. A couple, maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. But basically, again, just test for what you think is acceptable sound as well as acceptable file size. Now, while we're on this topic, I also threw in a little tidbit about enhanced podcasts. I actually had a couple of questions about that. And for this, it may seem like a complicated process, but it really is not. And the reason it's not is there's a great piece of software out there. It's still in beta testing, but every time I've used it, it's worked just perfectly. And this is called Podcast AV. It's Podcast Audio Video. And basically with this, it has a great interface. When you download it, the first time you open it up, it asks if you would like to take a little tutorial, which is great. It shows you exactly how to use everything. And with this, you add images and links, basically just by dragging the images into a little image well. And then for the links, you just type in the link that you want. Basically, you're just 
breaking it up into little segments, and then you can put pictures and links for each of the segments. So it's very easy. As far as the new video casts or video podcasts, I'm not even sure what the correct lingo is for it yet. Um, I haven't done any of this yet, so I couldn't comment, but hopefully sometime in the future, maybe I'll take a crack at it. And if I do learn how to do this, this is something I will definitely share with everyone. It's a, it's a very fun technology. If you haven't seen any of these yet, you can actually put it in a file format that when you're in iTunes, where you would see the logo for the rookie designer in the little window down in the left-hand corner is actually a little video screen instead. So you can actually watch video while you're listening to the podcast. So once again, if I figure it out, I'll share it with you. As for now, I have not done any of it, so I can't comment on it. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. I'd say that probably two things that hinder designers the most are fear and laziness. And really we should be able to overcome both of these. And I attribute this to the podcast because there's probably a lot of people out there who are too afraid to try and do this. And then there's others who are just too lazy to do it. Well, if you're in either of those categories, you really should change your attitude because, well, it's not that hard to do. As we've seen, the steps are pretty easy. And really, it's all about just being willing to invest your time. I myself, I I look forward to making each podcast. I have a great time doing it. But you do have to be willing to put some time into it. I'd say I take about an hour, hour and a half to make each podcast episode. And, you know, there's other time incurred in keeping up the website and things of that nature. Also, you have to have something that you want to share with other people. As we talked about in the content section, you don't want to just be rambling about nothing. Now, some people can do this. There are those uh, morning zoo type shows where people just kind of babble about nothing. And these are great, but it takes a certain kind of person to be able to do that. So if you're not that type of person, you really need to have something that you want to share with other people that you are passionate about talking about. Just try something new. We've talked about this in the past. It's good as a designer to try something new. You get new skills, you become a better designer, and it's great for something like this that's that's really brand new to a lot of people. You can really get in on the ground floor of this new technology, and this could be even something that you can offer to clients. A lot of businesses are putting out podcasts now because it's a it's a good way to get information to people that they need to get it to. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. Since we were on the topic of video podcasting, I thought it would be a good idea to include as our bullpen entry a video podcast. And the one for today is Digital Media Tips and Tricks. And this one is really good, if, if for nothing else, to show you what a good video podcast can do. Now, many of the episodes, he actually takes his equipment out on the road and goes to different expos, different trade shows, anything like that, and actually interviews people and gets them to show you their technology and explain what it's about. In addition to that, he was actually at the podcasting expo. If you guys didn't hear about this, it was a while back. I believe I mentioned it. 
but it's a good thing to watch. You can hear a couple of professionals talking about how podcasting is this brand new great technology and how it's going to revolutionize a lot of things. So again, a great podcast to check out if you haven't checked out any video podcasts yet or if you just want to get up on the latest gadgets and tips and tricks for video. I want to mention one more time that I have added a Frapper map to my website. If you look on the right-hand navigation, scroll down just a bit, you'll see the icon for it. Click on that, it takes you to the Rookie Designer map. Just add yourself to it. All you got to do is put in your zip code. You can join and add more information if you would like, but it'd be nice just to, just to see where all the listeners are and see where all those designers are out there. In addition to that, the form is up and running. Just go to rookiedesigner.com. Look at the top, you'll see the forum link. Click on that and you're right in there. There is a short registration process at the very beginning, but once you get going, it'll be a good thing. And I think we should all get on there and share our knowledge with everyone else. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's out of here.